pros at making kayfabe podcasts. Making kayfabe podcasts, bro. You guys rule. Hey, guess what? It's time for making kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, and welcome to another excellent episode of Making Kayfabe with your boys, Bryce and Dylan, where two wrestling historians that I believe are highly qualified go back to wrestling history. We pick out some of the, the not-so-good parts, and we rewrite them to make them magical, wouldn't you say, Bryce? That's something we've not actually considered us being called before. Wrestling historians. Yeah. I like that, yeah. Didn't you go to wrestling history school? I mean, wrestling historians specifically from, like, you know, mid-90s to current day. Yeah. Um, so, like, this has sort of history, right? Wrestling historians specifically about the year 2001. Specifically yeah. <laughs> about the invasion that happened. Specifically the invasion angle, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. We don't know a goddamn thing about anything else. <laughs> that's all we know. Speaking of not knowing anything else, we're going to cover something else today. Well, what I was going to say was, speaking of an invasion angle... Ah, yeah, okay. Ah, see, ah, we are. Ah. People, people think we're idiots, but really, we're we're actually really good at what we do. That's a really yeah. good segue, you know. And today's episode is going to be part two of the NWO saga. So you remember in a previous series, I did a a rebooking of the NWO coming into the WWE in the year two thousand and two, and what that would be like. So I got, you know, uh, about halfway through the year, I got to about Judgment Day, I think, which is in May. And I said, hey, man, I've got plenty more ideas. If people want to hear it, I'll finish the story off. People wrote in. They wanted to hear a second part to the NWO story. So I thought, hey, today's episode is going to be part two of uh, the NWO. So we're going to ride the, We're going to conclude the story. Make sure you go back and listen to the old NWO episode to, to keep. There'll be a little, I'll do a little recap on this episode, but make sure you go back and listen to that first NWO episode to really understand and get the, the context for this. Yeah, man, we're giving the people what they want. They had lots of mm-hmm. people, um, you know, asking for more. And they asked for two things. They asked for more NWO and they asked for more Stevie Richards because the storyline last week just wasn't enough to satisfy the level of Stevie Richards. So we're, we're going we're gonna to give them what they want this week by doing NWO Part 2. And mm-hmm. uh, th- this is actually the first ever Part 2 for the NWO. For, if not, not even the NWO, for, for, for making kayfabe. For so, making kayfabe. Uh, it's a first. And, yeah. you know... Hey, we'll see how you know successful it is, whether or not it's the last one. Yeah, who knows? We'll Maybe the NWO like, killed this as well. Vince McMahon hired the NWO to kill our podcast. Well, guess we, what, Vince McMahon? It's not going to work. We are injecting the poison into making cafe. Like exactly what we're doing. But then we'll just rebook that whole bit. To make <laughs> we'll just undo it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll, episode, we'll survive. Undo our own four. mess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how we get. That's a cliffhanger, and then we come back and like, oh, we're, we just rebooked ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm excited for this. I, I'm basically coming into this as a fan because mm-hmm. I, I thought the um, the NWO rebooking was the best one of last season, and he left you left at a very interesting point where you know so many things could happen. Like I, I don't want to uh, spoil the catch up, but you, you know, there's so many things, so many directions you can go in. You're at the kind of intersection right now, the crossroads and you could go up here, you could go there, 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 there. And just, uh, yeah, like I say, I'm a fan listening to this today. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to hear it more than ready. Well, to hear. well why don't we uh, jump straight into the little catch up history bit then? Shall we do that? We'll do a little recap. Yeah, go for it. I'll give you a little recap. All right.
So last time on Making Kayfabe, the NWO were wrecking havoc in the WWE slash the WWF. Hollywood Hulk Hogan looked as if he was going to turn over a new leaf after his match with The Rock. He split away from Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and wanted to be a good guy. So we had... Oh, I've started making stupid names again. We got um, Rocky, <laughs> Rocky, Rocky, Rockerson, otherwise known as The Rock. Who's the other one? St- Steve Cold Stone Austin and uh, Triple H. I couldn't think of a funny name for Triple H. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, what about Wunter Worst Wamsley? Triple W. Triple, triple W. WWW. Yeah. See? There you go. That worked. How about that? Triple H's new internet gimmick, yeah. <laughs> triple W. This is a terrible catch-up already. We're already like taking the piss. <laughs> yeah, Bryce, what do you think your tombola is going to be at the end of this? You're going to have to oh, turn man. Triple W <laughs> into <laughs> a successful main event gimmick. Good luck I mean, with that. Funny be. thing is, right, that was a joke, but now next time you have to do a tombola, people are going to send in Wonder Worst Wemsley. Wonder Worst Wemsley. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, boy. so um yeah, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, they're tearing through the WWE. They've got X Pac and the big show by their sides. So that's the NWO right now. Uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, X Pac, Big Show. Hulk Hogan has turned into, you know, the red and yellow Hulk Hogan that as, as he did in real life. So in this storyline, Triple H is the current heavyweight champion, and Hulk Hogan wants to have a match against him for one one last match, you know, before he retires, before the NWO find a way to put a stop to him. Triple H agrees to the match because he figures he can control the NWO because they're all kind of his buddies. So we're like, this will be easy enough. We get to the, the eventual title defense. Kevin Nash comes out. He Triple H thinks Nash is here to help him. Nash hits Triple H with a chair. Hulk Hogan pins Triple H, wins the championship. NWO back together. It was all a big swerve. And they're ruling the roost. Xbox, the Cruiserweight champion as well. They're having a good time. So there we go. We've got five members of the NWO now. You get the three classic members. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. You've got X-Pac as well. And you've got the big show. That's your NWO. All right. We don't need to have 86,000 members of the NWO. We don't need it. you. Not needed. We're not going to have a separate brand just for the NWO. I want to be hearing about NWO Japan, the Latino World Order, NWO Wolfpack. Like, I, that's what I thought we were doing when we done part two. Fuck them. There's only room for <laughs> one, and that's the BWO, the Blue World Order. <laughs> Steve Richards. <laughs> the original, the original order. All right. We can all agree <laughs> with this. They were the originals. Yes. Well, you know, Stevie Richards already has a very successful um, stable in the right to censor. So there's no point in me adding him into this storyline. Or is there? So that's kind of where we ended right there. It's it's after Judgment Day. Hulk Hogan has done a big swerve. He's the champion. uh, Xbox the Cruiserweight champion. Everybody is gunning for the NWO now. So that's where we are. Okay. Nice one. So Hogan... World champion, expats cruiserweight champion. I think I think Scott Hall was also on a bit of a, a weird winning streak as well because he beat like Rock and Austin, he beat right? The Rock and Austin, yeah. So he's doing pretty well. And Kevin Ash is there. Kevin Kevin Ash is just there. Yeah, <laughs> he's happy to be here. Pick it, picking up a paycheck, do what he does yeah. best. <laughs> he's great at that. <laughs> Listen, man, that guy he can he can lift a pretty heavy paycheck. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Smart dude, man. I love Kevin Ash. I think he's a smart dude. He made an awful lot of money. Yeah, he did make a lot of money. He didn't have to do that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kevin yeah. Nash, you're, you're all right, dude. Barely lifted a finger. Exactly. 
We're already there to the quad. And there he is. Anyway, shall we get back to the story? Let's do it. Let's hear NWO part two. Hell yes. So here we go. We've got the NWO. They're coming out on Raw, and they're very proud about how now they've taken over two companies. Can you believe that? Nobody saw it coming that they took over two, the WCW and the WWE. It's unbelievable. You know, everybody had already written them off before they'd even got, before they'd even come back to the WWE, people had written them off. And they said that uh, they'd already died in WCW. They had nothing left. But look at them now. Looks like the NWO are, you know, ruling the roost right about now. Although they're not quite back on top just yet, are they? Hall and Nash and Big Show, they feel weird without a little bit of gold around their waist. You know what I mean? Maybe we could, maybe we could fix that. Ric Flair comes out. He's the general manager. He comes out and interrupts him. He says, ah, guys, I got to say, I didn't like this five years ago. I don't like it now. I don't like seeing the NWO on my TV. I'm supposed to be the general manager. You guys are roughing things up. I can't be doing with this. You know what I mean? Uh, Ric Flair basically tells NWO to scram, but then they tell him to scram. Can you believe those? Oh. They're he- they are heels. Never glue, say- back to you. Don't ever say scram to Ric Flair. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they tell him the only reason that he's still there with that job is because of them. Vince McMahon brought them in to get rid of Ric Flair, and they didn't deliberately to annoy <laughs> Vince McMahon, I guess. But they could get rid of Ric Flair whenever they want to. Yeah. He's only there because of them. You got to remember that. Plus, Hulk Hogan, he's the champion of not only Raw, but also the champion of SmackDown. He's the champion of both brands. What do you think of that? They both belong to the NWO, so they can do whatever they want. And what they want is a tag team championship match tonight on Raw. Hall and Nash getting the old band back together. So let's do that. Also, we got to do something for the big show too, right? But hey, King of the Rings coming up. So why don't we, maybe we could put him in there or maybe like in a little intercontinental championship kind of thing. Maybe we could work out a deal here. I mean, the NWO equal ratings. Help us out here, Rick. Rick, uh, Rick Flair tells him that, you know, he doesn't mind them coming in at first so long as they didn't cross him. But now they're making an example out of him on his show. He's looking silly. He can't have that, right? Kevin Nash counters and say, listen, man, what better way to guarantee ratings for your show than having the hardest act in wrestling be in the main event? Hall and Nash. It's, it's money. Think about it. Tag team championship match live on Raw. It's money, man. Who are the champions? Oh, I'm going to get to that in a second. So, you know, give them a chance. Let the ratings speak for themselves. Ric Flair, reluctantly, you know, it makes sense. You got to look at the ratings. Fair enough. Here, I'll tell you exactly who the champions are. Good old Billy and Chuck. Oh, brilliant. Classic 2002 (laughs) tag team. Uh, Billy and Chuck, current tag team champions. So, basically, we've got Billy and Chuck against the Outsiders, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Live on Raw, main event, tag team championships on the line stakes couldn't be higher they probably could but <laughs> for the sake of this example they couldn't be higher and the match <laughs> pretty much goes how you'd expect it to the nwo were in control for most part billion chucks start making a hot comeback near the end but of course nwo thought of this they have some backup x-pac is around the ring but uh, turns out he wasn't even needed that night as guess what rico that's right the stylist the manager of billion chuck he pulls a heel turn which he did <clears> in real life around this time anyway so that all makes sense. And he screws Billy and Chuck out of the titles. Not that the, not, let's be fair, not that Kevin Nash and Scott Hall needed a whole lot of help to beat Billy and Chuck, right? But 
heel heat business, you know, storylines, etc. So that way, Billy and Chuck have a new storyline they can worry about, and the titles are now on the NWO, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. So, okay, so hold on, so 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 Rico isn't joining NWO. No, he like Billy and Chuck and Rico have their own like business going on. Okay, so and that furthers that storyline. Just for continuity sake, do Billy and Chuck get married? Uh, sure. <laughs> cool. All right. Cool. Right. That, 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 Why not? That, that satisfied me. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> get married at some point, right? I don't know how that works. I think I assume people just get after a while. They're like, "Well, you took too long." Now you get married to this guy. So now we've got NWO as the tag team champions. Now they're on an episode of SmackDown, showing off their new gold. Who wants a piece of the NWO, huh? Because uh, you know, if you want to come down and get some, they're right there. And two people do want to come and get some: Edge and Rey Mysterio. Ah, sounds random, but in real life, in 2002, they were a tag team anyway, so this still all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, dude, you got to check. Dude, if you want to have some good times, check out a lot of the tag team wrestling from um, SmackDown 2002. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, my SmackDown 2002 in general was awesome, because that's, oh. they had, like, Angle, Benoit, like, um, Guerrero, Chavo so Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, like, just, uh, yeah, the, the, the fact that Edge, Edge and Rey Mysterio were a tag team slipped my memory, though, that's, uh, need to go back and watch that. Well, I, I was looking up, like, tag team champions around that time. Guess who else Edge, in real life, won the tag titles with around that kind of time? I think I know the answer to this one, is it Hogan? It is. I'm like, wow, guys. How can I guys. remember Edge and Hogan, but not fucking like, Edge and Mysterio? <laughs> well, because you remember that one. You're like, what the fuck? Edge and Hulk Hogan? So we've got Edge and Rey Mysterio. They come out and they're like, we kind of want a PCU. This isn't, you know, you guys are wrecking everything. we got to right some wrongs here. Kevin Nash very cleverly notes that Rey Mysterio appears to be wearing his mask tonight. Because the last time <laughs> Kevin Nash saw Rey Mysterio, he was not wearing a mask. Yeah. So obviously Rey Mysterio is pretty fucking, he's pretty hot now. And, um, you know, Edge as a loyal WWE guy doesn't like the NWO being here either. So here we go. Looks like this is going to be on. The NWO are like, listen, guys, take a hike, especially Rey Mysterio. You know, you were in a dying company like WCW and you fought for that company instead of fighting for the NWO. And look what happened there. There's no WCW anymore, but there is an NWO. So now you're fighting for wwe it's gonna be a dying company soon cut to a couple of years later what's gonna be left not wwe but the nwo they'll be left because they're brothers blood brothers i mean not literally with blood but you know <laughs> close enough yeah you know they're brothers they'll survive and they are going to be the ones that ruin the wwe they want to go out on top and they want to make sure nobody else follows them they're going to be the last champions they are going to be at the very very top there's going to be nothing left for anybody else to even pick up the pieces. So that's there's no point in fighting against it. That's what's happening. The NWO is going to wreck everything. Obviously, Edge and Rey Mysterio, they're pretty pissed at this. And they want to fight right now. But of course, Kevin Nash, savvy motherfucker, is like, we're not going to fight right now. No, 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 no. We do it on the big stage. King of the Ring is coming up. Why don't we do it then? We'll have a, a tag team championship match. The Outsiders versus Rey Mysterio and Edge. I guess they didn't have a tag team name. <laughs> Rey Mysterio and Edge. Um, so, yes, King of the Ring is coming up. And let's finagle the big show into the King of the Ring. Obviously, he would be a good King of the Ring anyway. He's really big and he's impossible to take down. He's going to be the muscle. This is going to be perfect. Once the NWO have an actual king in the ranks, <laughs> nobody, right? nobody can argue with them. Where else can it go? 
they're the best. So obviously the big show weasels his way into the king of the ring. It's, it all it all makes sense. Wasn't this a like this is two thousand and two. This is when like Big Show was fat as fuck. Like wouldn't that technically make him the Burger King? Ah you see that that was good. That was pretty good. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. So we've got the Burger King about to be the king of the ring. <laughs> He's gonna be the real king of the ring. He'll get a real crown, I assume. On the other side, of course, on SmackDown, there's somebody else who's making some waves in the King of the Ring. So we get to the point where it's going to be the semifinals, and then the finals are going to be at the King of the Ring itself. So on one side, we've got the big show against Chris Jericho as one of the semifinal matches. And the other one is going to be Chris Benoit versus a little fellow called Brock Lesnar. Oh. Mm, interesting, interesting. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you're ahead of me. <laughs> so while this is happening obviously hulk hogan is the heavyweight champion he wants to just hang out and drink some champagne in a limo and he's like nobody can touch me rick flair disagrees he's like lots of people can touch you hulk hogan and i'll show you i'll touch you all over contractually and by that i mean you're gonna have to yeah you're gonna have to defend your championship so look at the guys who really want a piece of you you've got you know rock austin triple h or triple w as we call them all of those guys want a piece of you. Undertaker wants a piece of you too. And you don't say no to the Undertaker. So, what? of course, Triple H, since he lost the belt to Hogan, he wants his rematch. So, at King of the Ring, we've got Triple H versus Hulk Hogan for the Heavyweight Championship. And then we have a triple threat, number one contendership match between Undertaker, The Rock, and Austin to see who is going to be next in line. So, that's pretty exciting. Uh, King of the Ring sounds pretty stacked. But we've got one more, one more little thing. X-Pac, of course, Cruiserweight Champion. He's also got his hands full. He has to defend his championship against the most logical contender, a little light heavyweight, kind of cruiserweight kind of guy. Billy Kibben. That we mentioned in last week's episode. Stephen Richards. The name begins with S. Stephen Richards. I think you know who we're talking about. It's Stephen Richards. Shane Helms, a.k.a. The Hurricane. Yeah, really. I had literally, like, legitimately, I had a version of this written out where Stevie Richards was in this, and then I thought, is it funnier to do the swerve, <laughs> make it hurricane? <laughs> this was it. Legitimately, was going to be Stevie Richards. I like the swerve. Yeah, yeah. always go for the swerve. Like, uh, Russo will be proud. Well, the, like the cruiserweight championship comes back later, so I'm like, did I? Maybe I wrote him in there. <laughs> maybe he's back. So there we go. Stack King in the ring. X Pack. Against the Hurricane, X-Pac walks out and loses by count out, but doesn't lose the belt. Big Show against Chris Benoit, Big Show wins. Brock Lesnar against Jericho, Lesnar wins. Hall and Nash against Rey Mysterio and Edge. Hall and Nash uh, just get themselves disqualified. Fuck it. Austin versus Rock versus Undertaker. Undertaker wins. Brock Lesnar against the Big Show. Brock Lesnar wins. Oh. And everybody is stunned. They're like, what the fuck? Who's this guy? Hogan versus Triple H. Hogan wins after some interference by the NWO. After the match, it looks the NWO look like they're about to make an example out of Triple H whenever motherfucking Brock Lesnar comes out to clean house and see if Triple H. Right? Awesome. Ah, here we go. Brock Lesnar's looking pretty good these days. Also, I should point out, in real life, Brock Lesnar did win the 2002 King of the Ring. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So that, again... That, that was up. Do you remember the match between... I, I can't remember if it, was, if it was a final or not, but it was Brock Lesnar versus Test. And, like, that is the most, like, a, it's such a brutal match. They just beat the fucking shit out of each other. I need it to go back and watch final. that match. And I advise you. Was it, it oh, may it was the a, final, that was the semifinal, I think. Who was the final? I think it was him versus, I think it was Lesnar versus RVD. That sounds a bit right, actually, yeah. 
Because I started oh, man, watching, I actually started watching like King of the Ring the other day because I hadn't seen it before, mm. um, and I I know like RVD beat who did he beat Jericho? He beat somebody. Um, yeah. So the final must have had RVD in it. I don't fucking know. Will you see? I'm like completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brock didn't even win it. Like, uh, Brock debuted two versions three. There. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. All right. <laughs> anyway. Motherfucking Brock Lesnar comes out, cleans house, saves Triple H. I mean, you know, well, he runs the NWO off. That's how the pay-per-view ends. Brock Lesnar making sure NWO nowhere to be seen. So the next night of Raw, Brock Lesnar, he's red hot. He's got Paul Heyman with him. Heyman has demanded that Hulk Hogan come out and fight him for the title right now. Brock Lesnar is the king of the ring, and he wants his title. He's the king. He's the single greatest athlete in the WWE today. There's nobody, nothing you can do to say anything about that. The NWO, of course, are like, I don't know, but I don't like hearing about this. This doesn't sound right. You know, who gives a shit about them being athletes? Nash is not there doing shooting star presses. You know, Hogan's not throwing anybody <laughs> into the front row. You know, if you play a game like Lesnar does, he's, he's too, he's, he's, he makes it seem like he's being athletic, but he's playing a, a loser's game. His body's going to burn out eventually. And, just, you know, he's, his career will be done in two years. What's the point of Hogan fighting this guy? Mm-hmm. Challenge declined. Hogan's got his enough on his plate with the, the Undertaker, who won the number one contendership match. Plus, the big show, he also wants to finish some business with Lesnar. He's not happy about the way King of the Ring went down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Vengeance is the next bit review. I should, I should point out that the first storyline I did went from February to uh, May. So, it was like four months. This mm. one goes from June to December. <laughs> nice. So, I'm trying to <laughs> rattle through this kind of quick, okay? Uh, I'm going to plot out important parts. I'm not plotting out individual raws, you know. But we're going to hit some big notes. Let's put it that way. So we're going to Vengeance. That's in July. We've already got Big Show versus Brock Lesnar and Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. Pretty good for Vengeance, I'd say. What else have we got? We're going to just do some of the main points. Uh, Austin and The Rock are fed up. They want the NWO and they want the revenge. Hall and Nash are saying, nah, I don't know. I don't know if we want to defend the belts against Austin and Rock. I think there's more important people to defend the belts against, like, you know, Spike Dudley and Stevie Richards. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, there we go. Put it in them there. in there. A little bit. So <laughs> Nash is like, why don't we defend against these guys? Uh, that sounds right. What happens is, now this bit's going to get confusing. And I apologize. Pro wrestling and their stipulations are confusing anyway. So if you've got any questions about this, hit them, hit me with them. But what's going to happen is we're going to have a six-man tag team championship match. Okay? Okay. It's going to have the NWO, as in Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and X-Pac on one side. The tag team champions and the cruiserweight champion on one side. And on the other side, you got Stone Cold Steve Austin. you got The Rock. And who did I put in there? Spike Dudley. On the other side. Okay. So, if Austin Rock pin Nash or Hall, they get the tag team championships. Right. If Spike Dudley pins X-Pac, he gets the Cruiserweight championship. Just to confirm, so it's not Stone Cold Steve Austin as Cruiserweight champion and Spike Dudley and The Rock teaming up as a tag team, right? No. They put that in. They're like, well, we have I'm to specify that. <laughs> we have to make it clear that, that, that Stone Cold Steve Austin to cheat and star presses is not going to... That's not how you get over um, Your story was going so well, man, and just, I don't know, I, 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 I've lost interest after not hearing about Stone Cold being the Cruiserweight champion, I'm sorry. Hey, man, that's that's the next show. Okay, I, I got okay. Enough that's my part plate. three. It's definitely coming back, trust me. A lot of money in that. 
<laughs> so it, for that match, there's a little bit of an argument on the NWO side. Nash and Hall are like, X-Pac, you stay in the ring most of this match because they don't want to lose their belts, you know what I mean? But Xbox's like, no, fuck you guys, you get in the match. So they're kind of having a, a bit of an argument, which Austin and Rock obviously kind of take advantage of. Near the end of the match, everybody forgets all about Spike Dudley, sneaks in and pins X-Pac to win the Cruiserweight Championship. But bam nice. how about that? Now you got Spike Dudley as a Cruiserweight Champion. Why not? I like Spike Dudley. Yeah, Spike Dudley's awesome, yeah. Um, the, once again, Brock Lesnar just throws the Big Show around. And people, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a closer match. Big Show is more prepared. And so because he's in the NWO, you know the rule, you got to cheat to win. These are the rules. So Big Show fed up with Brock Lesnar throwing him around like this, finds a way to cheat to win. You know, let's say, I don't know, brass knuckles or yeah. shoots him in the head. You know, one of the ways you cheat in a traditional <laughs> pro wrestling match. And, you know, because some people use the brass knuckles, you know. Um, hmm. So Big Show technically, you know, he cheats to win, but he can still see that Brock Lesnar is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, on Hogan hits Undertaker with a... <laughs> Sorry, I made myself laugh at what I wrote. <laughs> Hogan hits Undertaker with a spanner in the main event. That's a disqualification. <laughs> I... I don't know. The point was Hogan disqualifies himself. Right. In the middle of the Why not hit him with a spanner, right? Yeah. You got to hit him with something. Can I just quickly confirm something? As, yes. Because Spike Dudley pinned X Pac, does that make Rock and Austin tag team champions? No. Okay. Okay. So it's just one title to change hands there. Yes. Because Spike Dudley pinned him. That, that makes sense. Okay. Yes. So okay. now we're going to SummerSlam. We've done Vengeance. Now we're going to go to SummerSlam, which is in August. Uh, we're going to have a, a tag team championship match. Austin and Rock aren't the only ones who want a title shot. We've got Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit, who have been a team together before. They they want to get their band back together, too. They're not happy with how King of the Ring went down, either, with Big Show winning on one side and Brock Lesnar on the other side. You know, They don't want nothing to do with Brock Lesnar, and they certainly don't want nothing to do with the NWO. So they want the, they want the next title shot. So... There we go. Jericho and Benoit versus Scott Hall, Kevin Nash for the tag team championships at SummerSlam. And the NWO once again cheat to win because they're slippery heels. Brock Lesnar wants to fight Hulk Hogan, but he's not getting them. Not yet. So the main event of SummerSlam is Hulk Hogan and The Big Show against Brock Lesnar and Triple H. A little tag team action going on there. Mm. Uh, because as we saw earlier, you know, Brock Lesnar saved, well not saved, but helped out Triple H at the, the end of King of the Ring. And yeah. Big Show fought Brock Lesnar. Triple H wants a little piece of Hulk Hogan. It's all making sense. So Hogan and Lesnar don't really kind of meet each other too much in the ring during this tag team match because Lesnar would fucking kill Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah, yeah. Which again did happen. I remember. I, I, I do remember um, Lesnar kind of having like uh, beating the shit with Hulk Hogan and like putting his blood over his chest or something like that. Like I, I, that that image is burned into my mind from childhood. So it did happen at one point. Oh, yeah, it definitely did happen in real life. But they didn't build up to it like this, did they? No, no. Again, <laughs> well, I'll get to that. So Big Show kind of warns Brock, um, Big Show warns Hulk Hogan about what kind of a beast Brock Lesnar is. Sure enough, they have this tag team match. Hogan stays away from Lesnar for most of it, but it's still like, fuck, dude. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to get anywhere near that. So Brock Lesnar ends up winning the match. Let's say he pins the Big Show. But, you know, him and Hogan didn't touch at all. Right. So that's the main event at SummerSlam. Now we're going into Unforgiven in September. Finally, we're going to get Steve Austin and The Rock versus Hall and Nash for the Tag Team Championships. Proper, straight up Tag Team Championship match. 
between these two teams. At first, The Rock and Austin, you know, un- uneasy partners because they were former enemies. They didn't want to t- team at all, very reluctant to it. But they were just so fed up with the NWO. And their their constant cheating and their constant getting out of everything that made both of them mad at the NWO enough to kind of put their differences aside and team together just to see the NWO go down. You know, spite's a hell of a drug, let me tell you. Mm. Really gets shit done. So that's that match. Um, Hulk Hogan seems like he's went through pretty much everybody on the roster. But there's one last uh, main eventer that hasn't fought against Hulk Hogan. We're talking about Kurt Angle. He's kind of sat back and let everybody else have a go. But now it's his shot at Hulk Hogan. He wants a, a shot at the championship. And he feels like he's earned it. So that's going to be the main event at Unforgiven. Also on that card, we're going to have a little bit of Intercontinental Championship match action. X-Pac has moved on from the Cruiserweight Championship. He wants a shot at the Intercontinental Championship. But the Big Show also has moved on away from Brock Lesnar. He also wants some gold. So now we're going to have a little four-way championship match at Unforgiven. The Big Show versus X-Pac versus Eddie Guerrero versus Rob Van Dam for the championship. And you can see cracks are starting to show in the NWO, you know, uh, Big Show and X-Pac kind of fighting against each other. It's not the way it should go. So at Unforgiven, the RVD retains his championship in that fatal four-way match. In the tag team championship match, it seems as if the Outsiders once again have cheated their way to victory. Although this time the referee sees it and he restarts the match. And Austin and The Rock win the Tag Team Championships. Oh. So how about that? Steve Austin and The Rock, Tag Team Champions. Together at last. Hulk Hogan, of course, because it's Hulk Hogan, manages to cheat once again. And he wins. He beats Kurt Angle. He's having a hell of a year, i got to say. He's beating a lot of these former champions. Mm-hmm. So he's getting ready to spray paint Kurt Angle after the match, you know, with the NWO sign on the back, with the old spray paint. But then he comes out to the ring for the rescue. Motherfucking Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. Just like he really did with Triple H. Lesnar really wants to get a piece of Hulk Hogan. However, Kurt Angle feels a little... He's like, dude, I can handle myself. I don't need Brock Lesnar right here doing this shit. So that's going to lead into Angle versus Lesnar. Okay, so now we're going into No Mercy. We've already established that going into No Mercy, we're going to have Angle versus Lesnar. So already that's some big shit right there. At some point between Unforgiven and No Mercy... On an episode of, let's say, SmackDown. Sunday Night Heat. Sunday Night Heat. We're, um, <laughs> the Outsiders cost Austin and Rock their championships in a championship defense, in a title Ooh. defense. So Austin and Rock dropped the belts to the Un-Americans, Christian and Lance Storm. Nice. So they get a big win beating fucking Austin and Rock. The NWO get a bit of revenge because they screwed Austin and Rock out of the titles. And now Austin and Rock are really hot at Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. You see? See how you build shit up, guys? This is WWE. It's right here. Simple. Yeah. If it was WWE, it'd be done in a month. That, that's the yeah. problem. Or just they wouldn't do it at all. Fucking Or anything. that, yeah. But they didn't, so <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> exactly. So around about this time in real life, Rob brought in their second world championship they had the undisputed championship raw brought in their championship around the end of 2002 which triple h won of course <laughs> so in my storyline rick flair is teasing bringing in a second championship you know what i mean hogan and his fucking groons are they're ruining the prestigious heavyweight championship a belt that hogan himself wore proudly and now mm-hmm. he can give a shit about it so maybe rick flair will just make his own championship what do you think of that nice. make his own belt hogan could keep his shitty one 
he spray painted like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know what that thing cost? <laughs> yeah, well, oh, well, you can. I'm sure you can clean it pretty easy enough, you know. So they're in the midst of a brand split. Ric Flair could totally just bring in his own championship. What do you think of that? Hogan's like, you don't have the, the you don't have the balls. And Ric Flair is like, I don't have the balls. What do you think of this, man? In in my mind, aka Ric Flair's mind, there's only one person who can possibly take that title away from Hogan. Who do you think that might be? It's gonna be Brock Lesnar. That's right. Ric Flair picks himself. <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair books himself against Hulk Hogan. Trust me, oh, right? No. This, by the way, sounds like I've run out of steam, doesn't it? <laughs> this sounds like total bullshit. Trust me. <laughs> Put your trust in me. I trust you. I trust you. It'll pay off, man. Trust me. I said trust me like 80 times. <laughs> <laughs> You're standing more trust, less trustworthy the more times you say that. Trust me, dude. It's fine. <laughs> please, please trust me. <laughs> so, Ric Flair books himself against Hulk Hogan because, number one, it was only a matter of time, right? He was definitely, this was definitely going to happen. But yeah. also, you know, it helps get to Survivor Series quicker. <laughs> but also, like, it does seem like the kind of thing Ric Flair would do. They also have history. Both of them in the same company at the same time on WWE television. It would make sense to do Hogan versus Flair once, at least once, at that mm. time, right? 2002. They did it in 2018. Not going to work. But in 2002, we, that would, you know, that kind of works. However, Hulk Hogan is not satisfied with just that. He's like, I don't want to have to fight Flair again just because you said so. We're going to have some stipulations because I'm Hulk Hogan and I'm the one with the spray pin the belt. So Ric Flair, the general manager Raw, has to put that position up on the line. If Flair wins the championship match, not only is he the champion, but he's still the general manager. However, if Flair loses, he is done as general manager. He has to get the hell out of Dodge. and Hogan okay. gets to pick the new general manager. Oh, how about that? Suddenly, this bullshit match has stakes behind it. Mm, okay, mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sold. I, I was a little bit what the fuck, but you know, I'm sold on that. Fair enough. And that, make, and that makes sense. That all yeah. makes sense, right? So, uh, no mercy. It's going to be headlined by Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan, which isn't super good. But we're also going to get a lot of <laughs> other matches, all right, that are going to be classics, such as. Steve Austin versus Kevin Nash. I don't know how much of a classic that might be, but, you know, it's something new we haven't seen in a while. We're going to have um, Scott Hall versus The Rock, which is interesting. That would be a good match. Yeah, I, I thought, but the promo is coming up to that match. is going to be fucking Yeah, sweet. the promo's alone, yeah. Oh, God. But Scott Hall, of course, isn't worried. Like, he, like we said earlier, he's already beaten The Rock and Austin early in the year. He's not been on a great streak. He ain't worried about nothing. So... No Mercy happens. It turns out the NWO didn't have a great time at No Mercy. So you can figure out Austin beats Nash, Rock beats Scott Hall, Triple H. He's really pissed about what happened with X-Pac. They used to be DX buddies. Can't believe that X-Pac picked NWO over DX. So he gets a match with X-Pac. That ends the way you'd expect it to. That's right. Triple H wins. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, though, Hogan flukes his way out of a pay-per-view with the belt. He's really good at being a heel. Let's say it has something to do with a fireball. Because that's, that's what they used to do, right? You've seen Hulk Hogan yeah, do a fireball yeah. at the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah, burning his own eyebrows off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Hulk Hogan. So hold on, that, that means that someone, Hogan's going to get to choose who the new Raw General Manager is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, also, uh -oh. when see Brock Lesnar beat Kurt Angle, just to keep you know Brock Lesnar's streak going. He's doing pretty good. Okay. 
But no, we're after no mercy. Hulk Hogan is pretty fucking pleased with himself. He's out there with his spray painted belt. And he gets to decide the new Raw general manager. But who is he going to pick, Bryce? Who is he going to pick? Okay, can, can I guess? Yes. I would assume it Steve would be... <laughs> <laughs> Steve it's out Richards. of nowhere. It's like, of course it's Steve Richards. All right, now I've got, I've got two guesses. Um, my first one is going to be Vince McMahon. Okay. Uh, and my second one is going to be Eric Bischoff. Okay, one of those is correct. Oh, it's gotta Bischoff. be his good. It's gotta be his good buddy. <laughs> gotta be his good buddy, Eric Bischoff. Nice. Because now the NWO have a guy, you know, in management. They've got the general manager on their side, Eric Bischoff. He's feeling pretty good with himself, Eric Bischoff. Now he's on Monday Night Raw, the very entity he tried to kill for so so long, and he's also got the backup of the NWO behind him. So he's untouchable, isn't he? He's have he's been you know full on Eric Bischoff promo smug fucker out there you know what I mean nice. shit eating grin, but Ric Flair's music hits and they're like Hogan's like dude dude dude, dude you better scram Buster <laughs> <laughs> oh no you don't and tell Ric Flair, Flair to scram Ric Flair tells him to scram there's a little callback uh. earlier <laughs> I love the word scram so um it's, it's weird I don't know why but. Anyway, Hulk Hogan tells him to take a hike. I like that one too. You take a hike, buddy. You don't work here anymore. And Flair says, that's not strictly true. He's not the general manager of Raw anymore. That's true. But he's still part owner of the company. You remember she and Stephanie McMahon sold their shares of the company to Ric Flair for the invasion. That's why Ric Flair came in. So it turns out he still has an awful lot of stroke in the WWE. So while he may not be the general manager... He was smart enough to know that Hulk Hogan was going to pull some kind of shenanigans. So what he did before the match at No Mercy, before all of his general manager rights got taken away from him, Ric Flair did one final thing. He booked one final match before No Mercy. Oh, yes. He already, yeah, you're way ahead of me, buddy. I know what it is. It's super fucking good. Survivor Series is right around the corner. So the last match that Ric Flair ever booked was a five-on-five Survivor Series match. The NWO, which is uh, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, X-Pac, and The Big Show, against The Rock, Steve Austin, Triple H, The Undertaker, and motherfucking Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But it's a winner-take-all match. Not championships, but careers. If the, if the NWO lose this match, they are out of business. That's it. Now, of course, on the flip side, if the NWO win, stakes are on. Stakes are big, man. They could get rid of everybody who's just put it, being a thorn in their side for the last year and a half or last okay. year, right? So it's a double-edged sword. Either the NWO, it's a like gambling of Vegas. Either the NWO win big or they lose it all, and that's and there's nothing Bischoff can do about it. So Bishop's livid about this, obviously. Spends a lot of time between then and Survivor Series trying to figure out a way to get out of this deal because he, you know, he knows Ric Flair's up to something. He doesn't like this. At the same time, he's actually having to deal with being a general manager of Raw. Like, he still has to look after the show while he's trying to get his boys out of this match and he's being bombarded with the NWO, telling him to do stuff for him and do them favors. He's getting fried. He's starting to think this is probably more more hassle than it's worth you know what i mean mm. starting to think that way a little cracks are starting to show in the nwo 
eventually the NWO, they're fed up of not being able to do anything about this. They just interrupt the end of Raw. They come out, throw whatever matches happening out. They're like, no, we're sitting here till we get what we want. And obviously they've had a close to a year of getting what they want. They're not getting it anymore. So a big old brawl happens. Austin Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, goddamn Brock Lesnar all start brawling with the NWO. That's the end of the Raw leading up to Survivor Series. Just a big old brawl. So Survivor Series, we're finally there. The NWO, they've got everything on the line. The NWO themselves are on the line. And as you would imagine, given the way that I've been teasing things, doesn't go so well for the NWO. You could say they totally lost. <laughs> <laughs> One could say. <laughs> After a pretty long, tense main event, the NWO are finally put down for the count. And who puts them down for the count? Youngster Brock Lesnar. So that's the end. No more NWO in the WWE. Although there is one more caveat we have to fix. The NWO have been fired, but Hulk Hogan cuts a promo outside of Raw the next night saying that he is still the WWE champion. Yeah. Can't fire I, him. I was, I was just going to call you out in that. Perfect. <laughs> can't fire him. You can fire the rest of those schmucks, but you can't fire Hulk Hogan because he's the champion. They can't vacate the belt. None of this shit. He's the champion and he just can't be fired. So what are they going to do? This is where Raw bring in their own heavyweight championship. So we teased it earlier. Now they bring their own championship in and say, we don't need you, Hulk Hogan. SmackDown, however, with their figurehead, Brock Lesnar, as we know, Brock Lesnar was a pretty big deal on SmackDown, says, hey, Raw have their own heavyweight championship. However, SmackDown could do with one too. I'll fight you. I'll take your belt off you. Hulk Hogan has got nothing left. There's nothing else he can do. He has to accept this match. Otherwise, he's done. And as you would imagine, he's pretty much done. So this is Armageddon now in December. The main event, Hulk Hogan versus Brock Lesnar for the championship. After all the shit Brock Lesnar spent through the whole year trying to get to the NWO, finally gets a piece of, of Hulk Hogan. And he F5s him, beats him in five seconds. <laughs> the, all that build up. Because after that, you saw how long Hulk Hogan held onto that belt. Yeah. The whole year. And then all, and all it took was one F5 from Brock Lesnar. That's, that puts Lesnar over huge. Yeah. Huge. So there you go. You wouldn't think Brock Lesnar, obviously the WWE didn't think Brock Lesnar versus Hulk Hogan was worth a damn because they pissed that away in real life as well for free just on an episode of SmackDown. Here you go. Not in my storyline. I made it the fucking main event of Armageddon. So... To recap, the NWO came in in February of 2002. Now we're at uh, December of 2002. They have had, what, eight, nine months of being on top before they finally get their comeuppance. You've, got a, you've made a great new star in Brock Lesnar. You've given the NWO a good way to kind of ride out their coattails into the sunset. You know, X-Pac and Big Show can be rehired. if They've still got plenty left in their career. Mm. Even you could in the future, bring all of these guys back in a different capacity, in a non-NWO capacity, right? But the, the storyline, the purpose of this was to kind of end the NWO on a, on a, on a worthwhile note, you know? Yeah. They look badass, but also they went out and they put somebody over, like Brock Lesnar, who can carry that company for a long time after that, you know? So that's, that's the story. Wow. Woo! <laughs> uh, man, like, that just... <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> that just got better as it as it as it went on i, I didn't think I, 
I don't know you could, if you could do it. You know, like the NWO part one was, uh, you know, it's a really really cool storyline, and like you really had to, you know, work hard to make this one as good. And like I, I'd say it's better. Fucking hell, man! Just everything, even even the there were so many there were so many points during the story where I was about to call you out and say, well, what about this? <laughs> like you know when you, when you mentioned like um you know Nash and Mysterio's interaction, you know with Mysterio now having a mask, I was just about to say to you like, what about the mask? And then you fucking covered it. You know, and, and the thing at the end with Hogan still being champion, I was about to say, what about Hogan as champion? And you covered that as well. And just like, yeah, you, you had me, you had me going uh, quite a few times. But I love the whole, I love Brock just, uh, you know, hunting down Hogan, but never actually getting a piece. And then when he finally does, it's not a big fucking beating. It's just straight away, five seconds, done. Like, you know, fuck it. Like, Brock is an absolute beast. And, you know, Hogan's, Hogan's time's up, basically. And that's, that's, perfect way to do it man like I've, I've written down i've written down notes here not not in any order but like just I, I like how brock is like one of the focal points of this because then the interesting parts one of the interesting parts of brock being pissed off at nwa is that brock is the only guy in the storyline who wasn't really around during the attitude era when it was wwf versus wcw like he's a complete anomaly to to the nwo and um, they're, they're not they're not prepared for him so it's interesting to add him to the mix and it really puts him over as this new star who's going to be leading leading the wwe and you kept you kept hogan and lesnar apart really well I, I, even when the nwo were falling apart when everyone was losing their championships like hall and nash lost their titles x-pac lost his title he still kept lesnar and hogan apart i was i was about to say what the fuck to the flair and hogan thing uh you know i i, I didn't like the idea of flair and hogan headlining a pay-per-view but you made the stakes interesting with, with hogan you know being able to choose the gm if he wins and then you chose bischoff and i genuinely i genuinely at this point thought you were going to end it there just as bischoff as a general manager and you're going to do a fucking part three for us or something like, no but Oh man! Then, then when it when it got to the when it got to the the kind of finale match, the five on five, I was actually going to say to you, I wouldn't have done the five on five. I would have had just Hogan versus Lesnar. But you know, you had you had plans for that as well. So you had the five on five match. You got the NWO eliminated from the WWE. Then the whole thing with Hogan still being champion. Raw makes their own championship. Hogan can go to SmackDown, but who's there waiting for him? Brock Lesnar. Like you fucking, you've done it again, Dylan. But Oh man, that was a yeah. That that was really good, dude. I I don't even want to say there's swear. There's not actually any swerves in there. It's just it's it's just good intelligent booking and just mm. I would have. I'm I'm almost angry that WWE didn't do that because that's something I would love to see. But fucking hell, man, that that was awesome. Really good, really good. Thank you. What I really liked about that was you you um you were saying you were gonna call me on Hulk Hogan like still being the champion. Yeah, I'm like, if I, can you imagine if like I actually was the booker of the company? Yeah, and I, and I booked that. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's that's everything wrapped up. And then Vince is like, what happened to the heavyweight championship? And I'm like, fuck, shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh he, he's already gone home. Good point. No, the, the, the <laughs> only reason I'm going to call you out in it because I was thinking like, um, I was thinking maybe in the in the match Hogan's title was on the line or something. But no, well, I was you, you, thought, do you that. thought about that and like, I yeah. was gonna do like a match i was gonna do a match right after the survivor series match for the belt but i'm like that doesn't that doesn't make brock look good mm. like there's no point in doing that like i thought if you give it a little bit of space that and then you can have him beat him in five seconds and then it looks like whoa you know yeah anyway 
that was fun. That was a long one, man. That man, that was great. I, I'm sure everyone will agree. That's just a that's a great great ending to the story you'd already built in part one. So yeah, fair, fair play, dude. That's a that's a that's a contender for NWO could win the the favorite episode this season as well. Well, well, we got a lot of competition, man. You, you, you've done some pretty good shit too. And speaking of Bryce doing some pretty good shit, who wants to hear <laughs> Bryce? See, master of segways. <laughs> who wants to hear Bryce take a wrestler and a random scenario and make a storyline out of it? Anybody? It's time for Kayfabe Tumbola. Is that where the jingle goes? The little kayfabe tombola jingle. Right, right now in the podcast, we're going to get a little do 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 do. So we're going to play a little game of kayfabe tombola. Hooray! Kayfabe tombola. If you're not aware, if you're new to the show, you picked a hell of a show to start with. You might want to start with. You might want to start with part one of the NWO, but just in case, you know, we're going to run down the rules real quick. So that everybody's on the same page. Kayfabe Tombola is a little game we play at the end of every episode of Making Kayfabe. So the person who wasn't doing the main story, which would be Bryce, will have to pick from four random wrestlers and four random scenarios. One to four, A to D. And then after that, once I reveal what Bryce has selected, he will have one minute to improv a storyline based on that wrestler. Sounds simple, doesn't it? It often isn't. It's a lot. Listen, a lot of the time it gets needlessly complicated, shall we say. (laughs) So this week's Tombola has been sent in by a fan. Hooray. This has been sent in by Dan from Twitter. Let me see. His handle is at at the ginger noob Dan, but ginger has no vials in it. Oh, cool. Dan, the ginger, the ginger noob. Yes. So that's his Twitter page. Uh, Dan has sent this in. Thank you very much, Dan. Bryce is Bryce is very happy <laughs> that you. I'm given very him. happy. Just anybody that's that's not Dylan, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I have one like waiting for you. Oh, it's oh, so. Man, we've, we've got another like we've got another handful of tabolas to get through that fans submitted. Thank fuck. So you know I won't have to get that anytime soon. <laughs> that's the thing. Bryce is like you know so happy to see the fans coming up with suggestions because he knows by this <laughs> point the ones I have for him that I've come up with, he doesn't want to have to do them. Reno's waiting for me. Oh, he most certainly is. Okay. All right, so... If you, you would like to make give... a little selection. All right, give me... In the last episode, you went for, for 1A at the mm-hmm. start. Of the... In this one, I'll go for I'll go for 4D, the, the last ones, the afterthoughts. 4D. 4D. That is perfectly acceptable. So let me tell you what you could have had. Okay, how about that? Okay, tell me. The rest is you could have had. You could have had Crash Holly. Okay. Didn't get oh, him. Gosh. You could have had Bubba Ray Dudley. Okay. Didn't get him. Not no Devon, but just Bubba Ray. You just didn't get Bubba. Him. Yep. Uh, you could have had Disco Inferno. Oh, this is very. This is very attitude era. Well, you say that till you find out who you actually got. Ooh. I hope you're ready for this, Bryce, because you picked Tugboat. <laughs> oh fuck off you got tugboat <laughs> i love this tugboat. oh man tugboat you got a wrestler called tugboat he is the he's not the driver of the boat he's the boat he is the tugboat yeah he's oh, the actual God, tugboat. i know i know nothing about tugboat bloody hell uh, wow. this is bringing back mountain memories 
<laughs> so I think I think you'll be able to do this when you see what you've been given. Trust me, Bryce. Okay. You'll, so let me tell you the scenarios you didn't get. Right. And the first one, you're going to be very glad you didn't get it. The first one is he becomes a nudist. Okay. <laughs> so thank fuck we don't have to see Tugboat Phew. doing a naked gimme. Uh, Nick, what was a naked Midian routine? Remember naked Midian? I do vaguely remember naked Midian, yeah. Not naked, a pretty right? sight. Yeah. It was, it was not good. So you don't have to do that. You could have had that he is a gobbledygooker. Okay. You didn't get that one. You could have had, and this one I think would have been really great to, to hear you do this for a minute. You didn't get, he thinks he's a Terminator. <laughs> Tugboat's a Terminator. Can you imagine Tugboat the Terminator? <laughs> that would have been a classic one. Well, you got this, and I think you could do this. This is a manageable one. Um, oh, you're, you're putting too much expectations on me. No, what is it? No, no. You have selected Tugboat makes his own championship so you know like the million dollar belt or the taz's ftw belt well okay. tugboat gets to make his own belt his own belt okay. his own belt tugboat. his own tugboat belt okay. his own motherfucking tugboat as nudist belt <laughs> terminator <laughs> terminator fucking stupid ass belt his terminator belt like you know melts into liquid yeah that happens to terminator right <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah uh, I, so, I, I didn't watch it because tugboat wasn't in it so <laughs> so you've never seen a film <laughs> no, no, it's unless tugboat or nothing yeah <laughs> i've never seen a single film there's no tugboat in him so uh, bryce you're gonna have one minute to tell me and the world the entire world including tugboat is wait is tugboat <laughs> oh is is he is he still alive? I think he is. Mm-hmm. We'll check that later. <laughs> I think he but is. You, you're gonna have you're gonna have one minute to tell the world about Tugboat making his own championship belt. Okay. Are you ready? Am I ready? Is is there such a thing as ready when it comes to KP Tumbola? I don't know. I don't know. No. I, I'm as ready as I can be. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm gonna put. One minute on the clock. Then I'm gonna count you down from three, and then we're gonna we're gonna do this thing, okay? Okay. okay. So three, two, one. You gotta tug that boat, my friend. So tugboat makes his own championship belt. So what we're gonna do, tugboat's gonna he's gonna have this belt. We're gonna call it the boat belt, just just to make it nice and simple. <laughs> and it's gonna be defended on a boat. So we're gonna defend <laughs> the boat. We're gonna defend the belt on a boat. And it's gonna be in a tournament. It's gonna be a king of king of the boat tournament. But it's actually it's actually just one match. It's like a championship scramble match uh, between like whoever the fuck wants to compete. Um, but the, the main thing is that everyone. Everyone who wins the title in this championship scramble match gets called their name with boat after it. So, you know, you've got like Steve Blackman boat, you've got fucking Heath Slater boat, you've got um, um, uh, fucking Raven boat, you've got. Well, um, Tugboat uh, is. Look, carry on, carry on. But, but yeah, but yeah, you've got um, a fucking big, big boat show and all that. Um, but actually, what happens is that, that, that in the last in the last seconds of the match, a new entrant comes in, and it's actually it's Crash Holly, Crash Holly, who we just mentioned, and, and Crash Boat Holly has won the boat championship. But it turns <laughs> out that that wasn't that wasn't just a title change; it was an omen uh, because the, the the moment after Crash Boat wins the boat championship, they actually crash the boat, which ends the match. <laughs> and, 
trash boat Holly goes down as the greatest boat champion of all time. <laughs> that was really good. The cra- you're out of time, by the way. The great, yeah, thank God. <laughs> that crash, the crash boat bit. Because I was gonna say, I, like, I realized I shouldn't have interrupted you when you only had fucking sixty seconds. But like, yeah, come on, man. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I noticed the tugboat was. De- he was really defending his championship belt against the best of the best. <laughs> Yeah, that's Steve Blackman boat, he's Slater boat, Crash Boat Holly. I really like the crash boat, uh, and then the boat crashed. I like that. I had no idea where I was going with that. It just that that that, that was yeah. one of those compilers where I didn't have an ending to it. I was just like, "Fuck, let's just make it up. Like, let's just see what happens." You pulled but, it out, you know. Yeah, Not there we the go. Crash, time. Crash Boat Holly, yeah. greatest boat champion of all time. If, if, if you ask me. Wow, there's been some pretty good boat champions yeah. in history, but Crash, good, Holly, Crash Boat Holly was pretty fucking good, I gotta yeah. admit. Nice, excellent work, Bryce. Thanks for the Zimbola, Dan. That was awesome, dude. Oh yeah, thank you very much. Uh, the Ginger Noob Dan uh, on Twitter, but remember to take the vials out of the word ginger. You'll figure it out. You're smart people. Uh, Dan, thank you very much for that. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for submitting your own tombolas. If anybody else out there would like to submit their own tombolas as well, feel free. Bryce is yeah. itching to get other people's please. tombolas. Don't, don't even feel free, please. Oh, please. <laughs> please do. Oh, God, yes. I, yeah. I don't want to hear one more devil in the tombola. No, no offense to you, my friend, but oh, no. you know, I, I've, just, I've just had enough. Right? I mean, understandable. <laughs> I've put you through some torturous times. Gene Snitsky, fucking oh, putting that, that, Gangrel over the top. Bro. Other way around, sorry, but... Uh. Even, that Gene one still kills me. But, oh, hey, if you want to try and top that, if you want to try and best Bryce in your own way, you can send in your own kayfabe tombolas. You can do it at uh, through our Twitter page, at makingkayfabe, or you can send us a little email, makingkayfabe at gmail.com. Send us your little tombolas that way. We'll get them eventually, man. We're working our way through the list. But rest assured, we read them. We love them. Thank you very much for sending them in. Keep sending them in. We'll keep we'll keep doing them. Make sure to follow us on Twitter as well. I'm making kayfabe. There's all sorts of fun polls and little fun things to do. You'll have a great time. It really is a it's a wonderful place to be. And we've got some merch at um, makingkayfabe.redbubble.com. I never get the Redbubble one. Right? Oh, you're so close. You're so close. Makingkayfabe.redbubble.com. Yeah. Fuck yes, we did it. Cut the bit oh, out God. where I said I didn't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> don't definitely don't leave this in for people to realize I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> I trust you, Bryce. I trust you. <laughs> We've got t-shirts up uh, on our Redbubble page. If you want to check those out as well. Also, listen, man, we really appreciate you guys listening to us. It really, it's super awesome that you guys love the show so much. We love making it. If you like the show too, just give us a little thumbs up or a five-star review on the your podcasting app just a little quick thing it helps us get noticed and it helps us to keep bringing these episodes out to you guys week after week you know that really helps us out we really appreciate it but we appreciate your support as well we love it we're so jazzed that you guys like our show so bryce have you got anything else you want to say about the show or about next week's show Oh, for for um for next week's show. By the way, that, that's what's halfway through the season already. This this is this is episode six. Bloody hell! Oh my um, god, six to go. But next week, I'm gonna be in the hot seat, and I've not prepared a clue. So I'm just gonna it's, make one up. It's about tugboat. <laughs> it's it's tugboat. Um, you know what? This person, 
You're you're is not it gonna a sexy think... awesome person. It's uh... no, it's not. It's not sexy oh. awesome. They're they're not sexy awesome. That's a clue. No, um, you 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 might not find them on land too much. Um, that's what I'll say. Think of that what you will, people. But you, you'll find out exactly who next week. As always, on the Wednesday night, I'll put up a little guessing game on the Twitter so you can all have that, put in your guesses. So we'll see. We'll see who it's going to be. Well, that's the thing, man. If you want to find out exactly who it's going to be next week, you better subscribe to whatever podcast app you listen to or on the YouTube page or on the Twitter. Subscribe to make sure you never miss out on another amazing Making Cafe moment. But thank you very much, guys. Take it easy. Cheers, guys.